Hello guys, welcome to the podcast. This one is a little different this time. Uh, This is going to be dropping on November 10th, which is actually uh, the day before Veterans Day. And so I thought it would be fun. Shami, let me take this episode over with my grandpa. It's my husband's grandpa. We just celebrated him turning 100. And I did a fun little interview with him on his time in the service um, with us celebrating his 100th year of life. I thought it would be so much fun to just get something down a little bit more of what he did while he was in the service to just have for us and our family. So I hope you enjoy and happy Veterans Day to all of our veterans out there. We thank you. We love you. We appreciate you. Enjoy the episode. Bye, guys. You're listening to All The Things with Shams and Bex. Hello. Can you see anything? No, but I can hear you. So that's what I want. Oh, okay. Go ahead. You got my dad now. Hi, baby. Hi, Grandpa. How are you? I'm doing my best to help you. (laughs) Good. Well, you being here is just help enough. Um, So this Friday is Veterans Day. And I thought it would be so nice to get a little bit of your story and put it on my podcast so other people can hear it and we can save it forever. Does that sound like a plan? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to ask you just a couple of questions about when you were in the military, if you don't mind. Okay. And here we go. You ready? Oh, what was that? She said, are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay, Grandpa. Okay, Grandpa, what branch of the service were you in and what was your rank? My rank? Yeah. I ended, I ended up as a corporal. As a corporal and that's in the Army? I was in the Air Force attached to the... Uh, attached to the... Uh, Signal Corps, radio operator, and my tour of duty was in Indochina, Burma, and uh, India. Those are lots of places. Which um, which years were you in the service, Grandpa? I didn't hear that question though. Which years? What years were you in the service? I'm sorry. I I went in the service in 1943, and I was I was summoned out in uh, the city of what well, I was in in. Uh, I had traveled around the world for one thing. I left uh, I left the uh, coast in San Diego. And went down underneath the equator, down under Australia to Melbourne. And Melbourne is the lowest spot in the hemisphere for Australia. Oh, wow. And from there, we went up into Calcutta, India. Mm-hmm. And we stayed there for a couple of weeks. And then I was shipped over into Burma, where I went up into the mountains in uh, in uh, Kachin country, north 
north uh, Burma, up near Indochina. And I was up in the mountains about uh, 6,000 feet at a camp up there, uh, plotting planes over the hump into China. And I was wow. Up, and I was, uh, I was up there. I, I got real, really sick for uh, uh, about uh, a month of uh, food poisoning. Oh, my goodness, you did? I lost about uh, 45, 50 pounds. Oh, my I went, goodness. I, went in, I was in, uh, I went in there probably about 160 pounds. And when I came out uh, down the hill, then I was uh, about 118 pounds. Oh, my goodness. And so what was that like? What happened when you were sick? When we had a, we had a, we had a a Mexican cook Mm -hmm. and uh, the guy was giving our, our good food to a wog, uh, a Kachin woman that he had in his uh, bashi. Bashi Mm -hmm. was a a hut, Mm -hmm. his own hut. And he, he kept that Kachin woman in his place and he was giving her all of our good food. And uh, when I had been there only a week or so, they took him off the hill, what we call the mountain, and uh, sent him back to camp. And we got a new cook. And this new cook was a guy that loved to cook. Mm-hmm. And, and the first time, uh, first first day he was there, he made apple fritters. And I ate too many of them, and I got real sick. And I was sick for a month. Oh, my goodness. I couldn't hold food down. Oh, no. And so uh, that's the part of the story. <laughs> I went what? down I, I went down to uh, with, with another young fellow from... from uh, uh, um, Another state next to us. We went down to Dr. Seagraves Hospital in Nancom, Burma. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had a tooth that was bothering me real bad, and they took it out. And the doctor, the dentist, ha- had no electricity. And his, uh, his uh, machine, he had to have a a foot pedal to operate that thing to make it so he could grind that tooth. He had to work that with his foot. Oh my goodness! Ah, uh, we got back up to the uh, back up into the mountains. Uh, commanding a a a big uh, group of Chinese people were going through Burma. Uh-huh. Back back into China, back home. And that was kind of scary. Oh my when they went by us when we were on the Burma Road. But we got back up in there and we were on top of the mountain there when the war ended. And we went back down into uh, Bama, in, into uh, 
a place in in Burma to wait till they took us back to to India to wait until they took us back in to this country. Now, what was your job when you were there? What were you doing? I was a radio operator, uh, plotting the planes, watching the planes with binoculars in what direction and how high they were and where they were going from India into Burma and from Burma into uh, China, uh, flying any, any, any planes of any kind, we had to report. We were a station, we were a station connected to four different, uh, uh, four different uh, hill stations. Mm -hmm. And then we, we had to report to a main, to a main uh, uh, station. Whatever we saw, we reported it to the, to the main station. And how long did you do that job for? Well, I was up there probably three or four months. I was only in, uh, I'll tell you what's strange about this whole thing. I left the country in San Diego on January the 14th of 1945. And I went right on around the world and came into New York Harbor, uh, uh, right next to Liberty, mm -hmm. in the very same day or a year later. I oh, really? Yeah, I had gone. I had gone around and served the served the outside there for one year, and that was a part of the trip. Went over on a on a big uh, troop boat. And came back on another one, probably about uh, oh, probably fifteen hundred to two thousand fellows on the ship on on board. I went over on the on the uh, general uh, general. Uh, I can't remember the name of that. Came back on another ship, the same kind of a ship. Mm -hmm. called the Muir. Are those ships still working ships or are they have have they been decommissioned? Oh the ships now probably are in are in uh in in some kind of a dry dock. Yeah. I think. But they had a lot of them in, in during the war. And when I went overseas since I was an operator at uh, Signal Corps, I, they gave me a job that I had to do on board ship going over. Mm -hmm. I was up on a up on a structure uh, higher up than the regular deck. Yeah. And I had a big pair of very powerful binoculars, and I was watching for submarines. And anything that uh, would be detrimental to our our ship, oh, and that's, that's what I'm really cool. Oh my goodness, that is really cool, Grandpa. Yeah. Uh, what what 
were some of the reasons or the reason that you ended up enlisting? Why did you enlist in the service? Just, uh, uh, what did you say? Honey? Why did you enlist in the service, you and your brothers? Oh, why did I enlist in the service? Yeah. I'll tell you. I, I <laughs> It was at a time when I would have been drafted in mm -hmm. a month. And so instead of waiting for that time, I enlisted because I had a very close friend of mine that was going in at that time. And so I went down to uh, uh, Kalamazoo, Michigan with a group of people. And since I had volunteered, I didn't have that paperwork. So they kept me over a day and those guys were able to go back home for the weekend, and I had to stay down there at Kalamazoo. Oh, really? And then, uh, yeah, I was there uh, another day extra. <clears throat> and uh, the first day that we went into camp was a, was a few days later. We went by troop train down to Camp Custer, which is a, a camp there in Michigan, mm -hmm. and it's still there, by the way. I went down to Camp Custer, and the first day that I was there was on a Sunday, and they put me on kitchen police duty. So I never got a chance to go back home again. Oh no! <laughs> and I was on I was on KP duty. Washing, what is that? That's washing pots and pans. <laughs> oh my goodness! So you had to just wash the dishes. <laughs> yeah. Tell them how, how many brothers went in the service. Oh, yes. how many brothers? Bonnie says how many brothers of mine were in the service. Mm -hmm. I have uh, six brothers, and my oldest brother was ten years older than myself, and he had been in the company, uh, in the guards years before but he didn't go into service because he had a family mm -hmm. uh, six of us then were in this in the service my older brother Leo was a flyer in in England and France my younger brother Orion was studying for a pilot he was a pilot but he didn't go overseas he Got him back back home to uh, work in the milk plant. Then I had a brother, Dwayne, a dude was uh, uh -huh. Air Force. And he lost his lungs. He got he got uh, tuberculosis. Oh, but, he lost it from tuberculosis. Yeah, lost the lung. He was in England and contacted TB. Mm -hmm. They sent him to Japan. He was, um, and that was during the Korean War. And then uh, he had a lung removed. And I had two brothers, my younger brothers. One was born in 1934. He was 11 years younger than myself. He was in the Navy. And then the younger brother, uh, just a little older than him, was in the Navy also. 
two brothers were in the Navy, and and then the rest of us were in the Air Force. Oh my I, t- I took an Air Force basic in, in St. Petersburg, Florida. When I went there, I went into a hotel, and I was in a hotel for a week, and they shipped me out to, to the to the desert, or not desert, it was a swamp, really, mm-hmm. in, in uh, St. Petersburg. And uh, there were 10,000 people there when I got there. And when I left that place to go to a school in, in Missouri, there were 40,000 people at that base. It was uh, a general, I think the general's name was Vandenberg, came through there and saw the condition of that camp and he closed it up. Wow. And he closed it up when I was in a, in a tent with four other guys and one of them had, had uh, some kind of a disease and I was I was uh, what did I shut down I mean I couldn't leave wow and my company went to went up to Camp Carter Missouri and I I didn't join them because I was I was uh, what do they call it dysentery what like quarantined quarantine quarantine I was quarantined yeah Oh my goodness. So did you ever cross paths or were you ever in the same place as any of your brothers when they were serving? Never. Never? <clears throat> no, my older brother Leo was in Europe when I was in, in Burma. And then he got out of the service before I did. And my younger brother Duane went in and Orion was, Orion was in uh, flight school in Texas, and oh. training for pilot when I was overseas. But that's as close as we ever got together. What was your scariest moment when you were in the service? My scariest moment. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you, it's a queer one. We were up on the top of the mountain there in Burma, and we get our supplies by an airplane that would come over and and drop the stuff on the top of the hill. The top of the hill there, we had a we had a spot about two hundred yards long and fifty to a hundred yards wide, and he would kick at supplies of ours out of the airplane and drop drop it right there, free drop, onto our field. Uh, one day when he came over and dropped a, dropped a load, he dropped a, a tent, a big tent, and mm-hmm. it went over the side of the mountain, down and down into the ravine. And like a fool, I went down there to find it, and I got lost. Oh, no. I, was, I was lost for two or three hours and scared because the Burmese tigers. Yeah. They got tigers in Burma. 
<laughs> I was a oh. But I oh my I wandered around down in there and I finally found a I finally came out on a on a path and I looked up about thirty yards and there were a bunch of Kachins, Burmese people, uh-huh. coming down the path, and up just up above them was our American flag uh-huh. <laughs> flying up uh-huh. there on the hill. Oh what my a, What a relief! Yeah, that was my scariest moment. <laughs> oh my goodness! What um when. You look back on everything that you did. What was your most proudest moment when you were in the service? The most difficult. No, the most proud that you. I, the most proudest moment. But we can also do difficult first because I want to hear that too. I don't know. <laughs> I, I think just being away from home was uh, was the worst thing that I had happened to me. Except I played baseball when I was in the city. I had some pretty good times with my baseball team. Good. That sounds like it was a crazy bunch. What was huh. your What was your proudest moment? What are you most proud of? What were you most proud of when you were in the service? What was my most proud of? What What was your What were you most proud of? being in the service proud of yes i'll tell you i i can't say that i would have any <laughs> any proud moment in that i was just glad to be in the service i i had uh it was not much really i was i was more glad to be home than i was in the service more, yeah, more glad to be home than uh, out yeah. doing everything. Yeah. Um. So, for people now celebrating Veterans Day, what would you like people to remember most about veterans that have served? I can't. Uh, I really can't tell you. I don't know. Yeah. What are you most thankful for, for being a veteran? What are you most thankful for being a veteran? <clears throat> just by just by being able to serve the country. Um, I was uh, I was able to go into the Air Force rather than the infantry. I would not have liked that. Mm-hmm. Um. I I would have been a pretty poor, pretty poor uh, uh, GI in the in the infantry. <laughs> Too short for one thing. <laughs> but uh, I think uh, I I really can't. It's very tough to answer anything like that. Yeah. I was. What way? What would um, what encouragement would you give to somebody who is joining the military now? What encouragement would you give to someone who's joining the military right now? Well, I, I would say, uh, don't go in if you don't have to. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> and do what they tell you to do, and don't uh, don't hesitate to to uh, uh, to do what you should do. Yeah. I mean, uh, there's advancements you can make, and and they're to your betterment. Mm-hmm. Behave yourself. <laughs> yeah, most definitely behave yourself, huh? Yeah. All right, Grandpa. Well, thank you so much for telling me just a little bit more about your time in the service. Is there any other story you want to share? I don't know, Becky. What what uh, I can tell you, I was just I was just very happy to get back out. <laughs> I, uh, I, I do, I, I do have something that uh, when I was married, Betty and I were married when I was in Carthage, Missouri, and so we lived off post there uh, in Carthage, and that was thirty miles from from uh, the the base, the camp Camp Custer. Yeah, I'm sorry. Camp Crowder, Missouri. That was a school for radar and radio. And uh, I, uh, when I shipped out to go to Florida, they shipped me out on Christmas Day. And, and And Christmas Day, Betty and I were living off post. So she had to go back home by herself, and she didn't. I don't. I'm not sure if she knew it or not, but she was expecting a baby at that time. Oh. We were married in September, and she had to leave in December, uh, Christmas Day, in December. Oh. And that's kind of a sad situation. I got down to uh, down to Greensboro, North Carolina, and I was down there uh, waiting to, for my orders to go over overseas. And Betty came down to stay with me a couple nights in Greensboro. Mm-hmm. And the very day that I left for for California on a troop train. She had to turn around and go back to Flint, Michigan. Oh. She had just gotten there and we're together one night and she had to leave the next day because the next day I was leaving. Oh. And so that that was kind of a bad situation. I couldn't get over that, but nothing you can do about that. Yeah. But But, family started... And everything, everything's been pretty wonderful after that, right? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Grandpa. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I hope hope this is uh, something you can use. Yes, of course it is. I absolutely love hearing you tell stories. And I loved every minute hearing about your service. So thank you so much. If I could... If I could use my fingers on that computer, I could, I could give you a real rundown. <laughs> oh yeah. Hey, I appreciate your your interest. 
Say hi to your family for me. I will. I love you. (laughs) Hey, hey, Beck. Yeah. This Saturday down in San Dimas, they're putting Dad's name on the memorial wall wall for World War II. We'll take pictures for you, honey. Please do. I'm so very excited about that. Okay, great. All right, y'all. Love you. (laughs) Love you too. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.